Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes, amen, where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. Uh, if you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. God bless you. Hallelujah. I want you to stay with me because I'm not going to be before you long. This is a celebration message. But it also is a message that if I would title it anything, Pastor Martha Bishop, I would title Pastoral Wisdom to Stay Centered. How many know you're living in a time that you got to stay centered? Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. He's in the center of it. And sometimes the possibility, sometimes pastors need to be reminded of the place where they were centered. And I choose Solomon's life not because of Solomon's failure with his 700 wives and 300 concubines and other temples that he built and other gods. I'm saying that if Solomon had stayed in his beginning, anybody hear me? Yes. See, some of you that are listening at me on YouTube and listening to me here tonight, you've asked God, why can't I hold on? How come my spiritual life is so complicated? It's gotten complicated not because you have trials, because all men and women have trials. It's complicated because somewhere along the line, you got away from your beginning. You got away from the hunger you had when it first saved you. The joy of your salvation you was wanting the tenderness of your heart when you were trying to make sure that everything you did moved, breathed and said please God I was raised up being learning about the Holy Ghost and we had a thing Canaan's remember they taught us about grieve not the Holy Spirit wherein you are sealed until the day of redemption if a pastor is not careful you can forget all these things so I want to take you back to Solomon's beginning and I maintain to tell you, I don't claim to be wiser than Solomon, but I do claim to learn from times when Solomon didn't use wisdom. How many know you don't have to be wiser than somebody? You just need to be aware enough to tell when they're not using wisdom and not go that direction. Now open up your Bible. Now stick with me now because I'm not going to hoop it up. This is going to drop wisdom in you. And guess what? It's going to help you learn how to live this life. At this point in my life, uh, Sister Cornelius, Pastor, Missionary Evangelist, Prophetess, at this time in my life, I'm extremely successful. The Lord seems to be blessing us weekly. 
people calling us for new blog talk radio shows and, and different things that they're trying to put us on. We just got to contact Elder Mitchler yesterday and a, a ministry that's across the Caribbean doing the islands, amen, had called us and they wanted some of our MP3s and our messages so that they could preach across the Caribbean. And we were glad to accommodate the man of God. But it's stretching. The gospel is stretching. But I want to tell you the only thing that keeps us as pastors and leaders is when you feel yourself coming from the center is to line yourself back up. Now I'm going to show you Solomon's center and it's a center that can help. How many understand what I mean when I say center? Lining one's life up back the way it was when you didn't care what people said or thought or did. Now excuse me how I say this and hear my heart. Before they gave you an anniversary, before there was one, when there was no recognition, when there was no church pews and churches and folks hollering, I love my pastor, you were centered. And if you still don't hold on to a piece of that as you grow and as God blesses you and as God uses you, the enemy can use that to break your spirit. Somebody says, stay centered pastoral centered listen to this first kings chapter 3 verse 5 first kings chapter 3 verse 5 and yes this is a informative wisdom teaching first kings chapter 3 verse 5 when you get it say amen in Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and God said, asked, what shall I give thee? In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, somebody say, God said, what shall I give thee? Now watch this. In his beginning, his life had reached a place where God could talk to him. That's number one. But what God said to him was phenomenal. God said, ask me what I shall give thee. First Kings 3, 9. Give therefore, now this is what he asked for. Give therefore thy servant. Watch this, watch this possibility, watch this. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this great people. Now, what did he really ask of God for? He asked God for two major things. One, he asked God to give him discernment between good and evil. Now, that'll keep you centered. He didn't ask for a thousand concubines. Hello, somebody. He didn't ask for castle, castles and riches. He didn't ask for temples and bags full of money. He said, I want discernment between good and evil. And the next thing he asked, Pastor, was to judge this thy great people. He wanted to have from God the ability to weigh matters that came over his congregation because he realized having a name and a title was not enough. He needed to have the grace and the anointing to get the job done. 
And I don't know whether anybody picked this up, but y'all smart people, I think you did. When he asked God how to judge that so great people, that's when the anointing of wisdom hit that boy. That's when the wisdom of God hit him. And by the wisdom of God, first of all, he qualified himself because Proverbs 1 1 says, But the fear of the Lord was the beginning of wisdom. The fear that he had for God made him eligible for God to talk to him. But then it's what you ask for when God talks. See, if you are beginning, remember what you wanted from God in your beginning? I'm talking to some preachers up in here. Remember what you hungered for in your beginning? In our beginning, we weren't hungering for whether so-and-so showed up at the banquet. In our beginning, we weren't worried about whether three saints missed Friday night. We just wanted to make sure what? That God would come. Uh, somebody's not here. Are you hearing me? You hearing my good friend? In other words, if you're not careful, Pastor Bailey, Apostle Bailey, you can forget those days when it didn't matter if everybody came. The only one you wanted to make sure was there was God. Look at somebody say, God, show up, please. Or oh, we're having no service. Solomon said, Teach me. The discern between good and evil. I want to share with you a wisdom key, and I want you to hear this. This is a wisdom key, and here goes how it goes. It's not enough to have favor with God, but for you to honor favor with equal commitment to Him. Favor with God is His blessing given to you, and commitment is your sacrifice to God that honors his favor. Did you get that? I'm gonna do it one more time. It is not enough pastors to have favor with God, but for you to honor favor with equal commitment to him. If you don't stay centered, You'll forgive and try to ride off a favor alone. It's not enough. You will build temples. You will build a house for God. But you will only not appreciate it because you came away from your first love that built the place. Favor will build it. Commitment will keep it. Come on, the Messiah. Is anybody listening to me? So favor with God is his blessing given to you. And commitment is your sacrifice honoring his favor. Did anybody get that? Many of us would have sought riches, honor, power. But Solomon asked what he could do better to serve and minister to his people. Got that? He realized that being rich or powerful means nothing if you don't have wisdom how to God God's people. Having stuff don't mean nothing. Down through the years, I've seen pastoring become so frustrating until you won't say it. But they made a movie that said what's in your mind. Show me the money. In other words, amen, uh, you can get so frustrated and and trying to deal with hard-headed sheep 
that you just take the offering some days and just say, well, I'm blessed. But you cannot minister and pastor with that mentality. You have to get severed back. Come on, somebody. You have to get back to the place. Tell God, give me wisdom how to guide your people. Because you see, there's a thin line between a sheep herder and a harling. What thin line is that? A harling don't care nothing but the sheep because it's only hard for a moment. Is anybody hearing me? A harling, if a wolf come, can run away and he loses no product. Somebody don't get this, do they? Oh, you hear me? Pastors, we have to be very, very careful to stay centered because there will be some in our fellowship that will almost make us feel like, ah, they ain't mine, God. Well, well. But then again, when you check yourself, you'll begin to realize that you're calling your sheep the ones that don't need much work. Somebody will catch that this afternoon. You don't get a chance in this world to handpick what God will put in your life to perfect. That's why they call it perfecting the saints. It didn't say saints that have already arrived. It says perfecting the saints. Why? For the work of the ministry. Somebody give God a big, big hand, please. In 1 Kings 3, 10 and 11, watch this. Now, we made it clear in the first part, in his beginning, he asked to discern between good and evil. The second part, he asked to judge this great people. Now, watch this. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing. Now, what? Hear what God is. Look at your neighbor. So you better hear what God's saying. See what I'm saying now? You better hear what God is saying. God is saying in verse 11, and God said unto him. Now, the first time we heard and God said, God said what you want. (laughs) Do you know why God was asking that question? God has a tendency, all-knowing God will ask you a question and see if you become knowing. See, our God asked Adam and Eve, wherefore art thou? Do you think God couldn't identify them or he needed that Google Maps? God knew where they were. He just wanted them to wake up and understand where they were. Are you hearing me? Now, God is asking another servant of his a question. And God said, here's what he said unto him. Behold, thou hast asked this thing. Thou hast not asked for thyself. Thou hast not asked for thyself. What, is, what key is there, Pastor? What wisdom key is there? Be careful of seeking just for yourself. You hadn't asked for thyself long life. Neither have thou asked riches for thyself. Thou hast asked the life of thine enemies. Thou, thou hast not asked, nor, nor have you asked for the life of your enemy. That's tough. But hast asked for thyself understanding and discernment. Are y'all getting this? I'm going to read this one more time. Now, this is not a long message. Somebody somebody said, wisdom now. Listen to what he says. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself, for thyself, long life, 
Neither hast thou asked riches for thyself, nor hast thou asked the life of thine enemies. You didn't ask for long life, you didn't ask for riches, and you didn't tell me to get people you were mad at. Got that? But hast asked for thyself understanding to discern and to judge. That's pastoral. The pastoral part of this that was his center. I maintain to tell you, and I'm not going to, I'm just about at the end. Look at your neighbor. See, he's just about at the end. God said to him, I'm going to read 3.13 and through 15, and then we're going to walk this out. I think somebody's getting this. See, I'm going to tell you now, listen, I'm not an exhorter. I'm a teacher. I'm a man that speaks with wisdom. And I'm going to tell you something. Pastor, the greatest advice your friend could give you is stay centered. 70 years. Stay centered. We're living in an evil day. We're living in a time when folk will not endure sound doctrine. We're living in a time where people are trying to manufacture the gospel after their own itching ear, after their own heart. Stay centered. We're living in a time that folk don't have the respect that they should have for the house of God nor the men and women of God. But stay centered. We're living in a time, glory be to God, hallelujah, that some preacher will mess up across the town and you'll catch the blunt of it. But stay centered. 3.12. First King 3.12. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Possibly. Wouldn't you like God to give you what you didn't even ask him for? God Almighty, look at your neighbor and say, God, I want to be in a place with you till you give me what I ain't even asked you for. I want to make my request so centered on you, so set on you, until you will transcend even my request and give me something I didn't even ask for. If it had been us, oh Lord, have mercy. If God said, ask me what you will, you'd have pulled out a shop and you'd need a hard drive for it. You'd need a hard drive on WordPerfect, honey. (laughs) Yeah, you understand me? Microsoft Word. Line it up, stuff you want. But Solomon did not. Everything that Solomon asked for was based upon the sheep, the people he must serve. I maintain to tell you, in order to stay centered, get back into the place you were when you were crying out to God how to serve his people. And all these blessings, my dear friend, and all these blessings God's going to bless you with, your strength is your beginning. 70 years of life. Most of that serving God. And no other place you found out to go but Jesus. But our beginning, our beginning, we try to shun the very appearance of evil. Our beginning stuff bothered us when it was wrong. Our beginning, we couldn't treat any people any kind of way and tell them to live with it. 
Are you hearing me? We couldn't strut around like a Christmas turkey, like we're all that in a bag of chips. Are you hearing me? But time has a way of doing something to us. Time can change us. It can make us act more than what we are. Don't let God ever have to come back and remind you where you're not. Is anybody hearing me? I want some of you young folk up in here. I want some of you young soldiers to understand that every good and perfect gift comes from God. If it had not been for the goodness of the Lord, amen, you could do nothing. Pastor, I encourage you. I celebrate you today. I celebrate other pastors and leaders. I celebrate the work you're doing. Amen. Many times they don't do billboards on y'all. They don't have flashing lights on y'all. They ain't going to mention what it's like to get a call late at night. Or I love this one, having someone to complain about ailments you're dealing with yourself, but yet you have to pray for them. (laughs) Oh, can we talk? I'm almost done. I know you want me to shut up. I'm not finished yet, though. Pastor. One out of many complaints because you wasn't where they thought you should be, but never took an account that there were so many other places you were already running. Why, Pastor, they ain't come down to me. While Pastor's preoccupied, trying to do this and do that and do the other thing. Now, you can say I was busy and I couldn't make excuse me, but not a leader. Where I was past that, just maybe busy. But you don't get no credit for that. Are you understanding me? This is the life of a leader. A leader raises up and comes forth, and many times is moving and going and doing. There have been times, Pastor Bailey, there have been times that I have come off the road and called you and Rosie. And found out all the running y'all was doing, I thought to myself, well, how in the world do they keep up with all this stuff? While another person would sit back and say, where they at? Y'all are quiet. And usually that's the one that just about passes out if they have to give $20 for a celebration. Where's the money going? Who's going to get the money? Sweetheart, can I school you? Right down there to that uh, gas station down the road, a $20 bucket of chicken won't last long in none of our families. What I'm saying to you, amen, it's not rather you should be celebrated. It's not rather you should be blessed. I already got you with the center thing. You got it. That's it. Done them at the end. But it's not rather you should be celebrated. Amen. It's rather folks understand the revelation of it. Somebody said a revelation of it. I see people sometimes talk about, and I'm about to close, and YouTube stick with me. I see people sometimes talk about and get all angry over leaders who are being honored or they have an anniversary or they bless them. But not one of them I ever seen not get that mad when the party is about them. 
Why is it, baby girl? Can we talk, baby girl? Why is it, baby girl, when, when, when folk got together, smoked hemp, weed, dope, had a keg of beer, amen, invited folks, liquor everywhere, folk falling all about, whole mongling adultery, party! Nobody has a problem with that. Get saved. Get in the church. And now you're wondering why we should have it. The world, the world roasts somebody. The world roasts somebody. Cousins says things about them that you that almost make your mama blush. And then when it comes to blessing a leader, we got to get all nine gifts and discern what they should be getting their blessing from God and not from man. Why don't you try that? The fact that the writer of the Bible says to honor them, hold them highly, esteem them, those that watch for your souls and those that are leaders. Give honor to whom honor is due and tribute to whom tribute is due. It was my honor tonight to come and be with you. We love you. God bless you. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure amen to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom life and family so i trust these podcasts blesses you and i'm gonna catch you guys in another teaching god bless bye-bye